This is Two Guys in a River. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. We're two lifelong friends who love fly fishing for trout. Our podcast is all about helping you catch more fish and deepening your love of the time you spend on the river. We are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing. It has been a great day so far. I've already looked at the Madison River in all of its glory, and I also waved to some guys in a drift boat on the Yellowstone River in Paradise Valley. That's right. We are doing this podcast in Montana. Wait. Well, not maybe quite. Not. not quite. No, I'm here in Dave's office in Wheaton, Illinois, and these views came from some terrific pictures on the wall of his office. There, I have three panoramic views, two of the Madison, one of the upper, and one near Bear Trap Canyon. Yep. And what I want to know is, did the guys in the drift boat and that print wave back? <laughs> No, they didn't. They were kind of rude. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, those, I look at those every oh, day, man. and I never get tired of those pictures. Well, I know, and my point is that I'm trying to make the best of a cold January day in the Chicago suburbs by thinking about fly fishing, and these pictures are getting me thinking about the next year of fishing. So our topic today is goals for a new year of fly fishing. Dave, I think we ought to start by talking about how we think about a new year of fly fishing. So why think about this in January? I mean, a lot of what I do revolves around the school year, uh, so why not visit this topic in, in August? Why January? January makes sense for fly fishers because mid-November through mid-February is is kind of an off-season. Right. Yeah, 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 I know. There's some of you that fish, you know, 100 days a year and are fishing all the way through December and January. That's great. Uh, my fishing slows down typically between November and February. I'm fishing two days, maybe, maybe three. I usually always get one in February. Last year, I got one in January. Uh, I'm trying to figure out a way to get a couple before the actual spring season starts in March. But um, uh, so the holiday season and the cold weeks surrounding the holiday season before and after are really a time to regroup. Right. And there's a lot of fly fishing shows. You know, the new year is a good time to plan, set some goals for the next three seasons. That's, that's exactly right. I mean, I agree 100%. So how do you approach the new year when it comes to fly fishing? Are you a goals or a new year's resolutions guy, or do you just set some goals? Or, or how do you, do you look at the next 90 days? Kind of what's your, what's your approach? There's been a lot talked about in terms of goals versus uh, resolution. So I tend to be a goals person. As I'm looking at my business, for example, I'm looking at always two to three years out. But I typically don't think in traditional uh, one-year goals uh, in my business. I, I look at quarter goals, so 90-day right, goals. Days, yep. And there, mm -hmm. there's a lot of reasons for that. But you get lazy if you're thinking about a goal for uh, for an entire year and you actually yeah. don't do the activity. So I, I tend to, in my business at least, do 90-day goals. So I guess that's how I think about it. How Do you think about it? How do you think about it the same or differently? Yeah, I, I think it's the same. I'm not a New Year's resolutions guy, but it's a natural time to review goals and to update them. You know, I hadn't thought that much about categories when it comes to fly fishing, but as I was thinking about this podcast... It occurred to me that in January, January of every year, uh, why can't I say January? Because your, your lips are frozen. No kidding. Yeah, I had to park a couple blocks away uh, from your office, and it was cold. Hey, when I got up this morning, the sun was shining, but now you're here, it's gray outside. Uh, I know. What's the deal with that? 
Anyway, what I was trying to say about January of every year is that I, I tend to think about the next year of fly fishing in terms of, of, of adventures, uh, where do I want to go, uh, experiences, what do I hope to do, who do I want to experience it with, uh, skills, what do I learn, what do I want to learn or get better at, and then gear. Uh, what do I want to acquire? And I have to say this year, I don't have anything on my list, although that doesn't mean I won't buy any new gear. <laughs> That's for sure. As soon yeah. as you walk into one of those fly shops. I know. It, uh, my, my next purchase is probably going to be waders. I'm, I'm expecting my uh, my second pair that's lasted, man, about 15 years to... Uh, I'm going to need to replace them one of these days. But I guess that grid, while I don't you know, have that in front of me consciously, I think so what subconsciously... Is the grid again? Yeah, I think I'm thinking about adventures, experiences, skills, and gear. You know, so adventures, where I want to go, experiences, what I hope to do, and who I want to experience it with. Uh, do I want to fly fish with Dave again? <laughs> you we'll know, see in just yeah, a bit, won't that's, we? That's right. Yeah, we'll find out. Uh, we can't wait. <laughs> The anticipation is yeah. killing me. It really is, yes. Yeah, you're hoping I'll say, no, I'm done. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, Finally free. Oh, man. Okay, so adventures, experiences, then skills. You know, what do I want to learn or get better at? And then Pretty gear. Pretty much everything. Yeah. yeah. No kidding. Yeah, do you see why I don't want to fish with you? Okay, so what are the goals that we have for this next year? Get us started, Dave. The first for me is to fly fish or create a first fly fishing experience with my daughter, Jay Lynn, who is 10 years old. So she turns 11 in June, and I missed a window with my other kids in terms of fly fishing, especially my, I've taken all my kids fishing, but, uh, and I've done a, quite a bit in North Dakota with my, my two boys. My older two boys, I have two boys and two girls, and and we just do a ton of hunting together. So I've, I've really figured out the hunting piece. But there was a window of time probably between 10 and 13 that I should have really spent more energy and focus getting all of them out fly fishing. So I did that with Corey, but not until he was probably 15. Mm -hmm. And I really missed the window. And consequently, it's really not baked into how they think about the outdoors. They're all mm -hmm. outdoors people, but they're not fly fishers. So this year is my, you know, I... Jay and I are going to go out and we are going to have a, a fly fishing experience. We're going to walk together. We're going to help her cast, help her run around. She just loves hanging with me at this yeah. point. At some mm -hmm. point that won't happen. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I just need to get her hooked on the outdoor experience mm -hmm. and I'm really serious. I've taken her fishing. There was a little fisherama at one of the park district, uh, kind of like a pool but it's a big yeah. muddy mm -hmm. uh retention pond yeah and mm -hmm. uh so we caught fish and she loved that and i've not done that again so this is my year I, i've got to do it yeah. so mm -hmm. it, it's uh, i mean if i don't get to fish at all but i do that one thing it will have been a successful year oh, for me. that's great so, so that's what about great. you yeah it's interesting because you and i didn't compare notes on on what our goals were going to be for this year ahead of time but my first goal is very similar, and that is to fish more with my sons. Uh, they're both uh, adults. They're both married. Uh, one's 25. The other's almost 32. 32-year-old, uh, almost 32. He lives in Peoria, Illinois, about three hours south of, of me, and, and the other in Littleton, Colorado. And uh, we used to fly fish a lot together, you know, when we all lived in Montana, when they were in, in school, and 
and uh, I, I miss those times, and it's been, it's been more difficult. Uh, last year, we were all together for a week in Montana, and we had a couple afternoons where we uh, fly fish together, but uh, now that my youngest son is in Littleton, Colorado, kind of the western, southwestern suburbs of Denver right up against the foothills, uh, he's actually got some great places where we can uh, fly fish. He's, he's got some friends who, who have uh, kind of shown him where to go, and, and we fish for years anyway up in Rocky Mountain National Park. But I'm hoping to uh, be able to get my son, uh, uh, Ben, in Peoria, who works in the banking industry, just to get him, uh, uh, you know, even if we can go out for two, three days to, to fly fish. I don't know if that's going to be in the spring or or the summer, but... That'd be great. Yeah, but, but it's the same kind you of thing. you got to do it. Oh, I know it. And, and I thought, about too, about my grandsons. They're, the oldest ones are eight and six, and, uh, you know, they're interested in, in fishing. It's, it's going to have to be, uh, you know, bluegills and uh, sunfish probably in the, like you say, in the retention ponds for, you know, the, the first little bit. But uh, one of these days... Uh, Man, maybe we'll be dragging kids, grandkids up to the driftless, huh? I'll be dragging my kids and your kids will be, the people you'll be dragging will be your grandkids. <laughs> We've yeah. said this so many times, we're the same age, but our kids are 10 to 15 years, my kids are 10 to 15 years as a cluster, are 10 to 15 years younger yeah. than your kids. Because you had kids, you got married right away yeah. and you had kids right away. I didn't get yeah. married until I was almost 30 and we didn't have kids until we were almost 35. So yeah. we have a little different, uh, you're talking about grandkids. Yeah. And my youngest is as old as your oldest grandson, right? Yeah, How old yeah, is that's Blake? right. Blake's eight. So Jay is what? 10. 10. Yeah. So a couple so of years. Yeah. But so anyway, good. Yeah. That's, those, are, uh, those are great goals. Yeah, they are. So what else, Dave? So the next is, uh, is to advance in my skills of Euro-nymphing. I did an uh, episode where you interviewed me on how I got into Euro-nymphing. So I did some digging last year in 2018, read books, watched videos. We actually had someone that encouraged us to get into Euro-nymphing, Glenn Zarboni, who's a, a fly fishing guide in the Adirondacks. And so all that kind of pushed me to go, okay, I need to try this. So I did not purchase a rod. And... I, I just used my own nine foot six. I thought, hey, I can try this without having to get a ten foot and right. get all the different gear, especially because it's really more about the the line has less to do with every I mean it's just the short range it's it's really primarily about short range casting. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. I did that last year, had some really good success on a couple of creeks out in Montana and and so I really want to advance that in 2019. So the thing that that means is I do need to purchase uh, the full gear. I think I do need a 10-foot rod. Uh, I need a new <laughs> reel. Yeah, I'm laughing because I thought the last time we fished last fall, you said, yeah, I'm probably not going to buy a rod. And that's fine. I think it's great that you yeah. are. It's just... Well, since then, I've had a conversion. Yes. So yeah. uh, I think I am. Yeah, so, cool. Uh, that's something I want to do. I've got, you know, still... You know, a daughter in college. Next year, I'll have two in college. So, mm -hmm. I've got to figure out how to manage all that. But I thought you were going to say because I have a lot of disposable income. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, kids, oh, man, I just man. think about all the money I'm spending on college. Just think of all oh, the gear yeah. I could be buying. That's with that. right. This I is know unbelievable. It. Well, this so. <laughs> way, your your 
kids will, uh, you know, they'll become good wage earners and be able to buy you that gear for Christmas. Exactly. It's a win-win. And I'll be living with them as well. Yeah, <laughs> so. that's right. <laughs> How about it? What's your next uh, one? You know, as I thought about this, what I think I, my goal is going to be is to plan a significant trip in each of the the three seasons. You know, we've talked before about spring, summer, fall, and they're all different. And it seems like every year we... You know, you and I take one trip, and last few years we've done it in the fall. Maybe one year it was towards the end of the summer. But I think uh, this year, if I can figure out how to do it, both time-wise, but maybe more importantly, money-wise, uh, I'd love to. I'd love to take a trip west. You know, in, in each one of the the three seasons, and maybe I'll have to combine that, like with a family trip. I mean, we we've talked about. I talked about spring, maybe going out with uh, my son Ben to Colorado, or, or maybe you and me figure out a way that, you know, we, we both have some business things in Portland. I don't know if that could ever yeah. push us out to Montana as a, as a, as a quick three-day stop. <laughs> State of Oregon is a client of ours, so yeah, uh, I mean, that's I right. That, I, yeah, Oregon's so, a possibility yeah. too. Even fishing or there. on the way to Oregon, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. Write it off as a business expense because it's sure. one of the legs yep. of the trip. It is. So there you go. So, and I don't know. Summer, we're we're thinking about a for our family. My wife and I for a family vacation. We'll probably go back east to uh, D.C., Philadelphia, Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, just to see history stuff. And we'll do that with. Uh, uh, whatever kids want to go and their families, I'm probably not going to try to fly fish then, but we're also going to spend a week sometime in Colorado uh, with uh, son and daughter-in-law, and so uh, that's going to involve some fly yeah, fishing. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, you so, can't call it a, you know, yeah. we'll have to take our own advice on family vacations. But. Yeah, well, I'm going to do one that's just, uh, yeah, I won't fish, but the one in Colorado... Which will be fine because my wife and daughter-in-law, they have a blast together, you know, going to Target and, you know, hiking, whatever, um, you know, so we can, you know, it's I can It's quite diverse, fish. Target versus yeah, hiking. Yeah, I know, it really <laughs> is. Is it hiking in Target or? <laughs> well, yeah, it, it could be that too. <laughs> you burn some serious calories <laughs> I know, in Target. I know. <laughs> and then there's got to be a fall trip and, you know, maybe we, we do our fall Montana trip again, but I, I really would like... It, it, and I should say though, before I finish that thought, I mean, we want to go to the Driftless, and I'm not, I'm not downplaying that. It's just, you know, we, that's a day or two. I don't. That doesn't count as a, as a big trip. No. Maybe it yeah, should. It should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you think about the expense. We won't talk about that now. No. But, <laughs> but that's local. So I'm, I'm thinking maybe three trips uh, this year, and, and we'll see. Maybe, it, maybe that won't work out. But at least. To have that in front of me and say, hey, what can I do in the spring, summer, and the fall? All right, what else for you? Another goal. So another goal for me is to fish more days than I did in 2018. So in 2019, I think I fished around 15 days. I'd like to get up to 20. And to do that means I'm going to have to fish more days in the Driftless. Um, just simply because I, if we do a fall trip to Montana. And sometimes I get out to Colorado. I've, have, I've had clients out there. Typically, with one of my business trips, I figure out a way to do some fly fishing. But 
my brother lives in Rochester, Minnesota. He's a physician uh, and leads the Women's Cancer Center at Mayo Clinic. And so sometimes he and I fish because that's right near the Minnesota Driftless. Yeah. So I'd like to do some more days with him. But I'd just like to fish a few more days. I'm yeah. just not at that phase of life. My business is, is just crushing me in terms of time. I was just this morning before I, I, I came to work and then before we started working on recording these episodes, I just was thinking, I was just exhausted with uh, already yeah. into the new year yeah. and thinking, how can I even get away to fish? And I'm thinking, yeah. okay, I cannot think that way. Yeah, right. So I'm not the person who is the dentist at 55 who bored with his life and can work, can fly fish 50 days a year. My business is not like that. So yep. It's small and it really is dependent on me. And so uh, I just have to, I've got, I need to carve out time, not just, I need to carve up time just for mental space. In yes. Life. So yeah. I just feel a little bit exhausted actually, as I'm talking about yeah. this, thinking I have to get out more I days know. and it's in more days are how I, how I become a better person. You really do. I mean, we, we laugh about that. Yeah. That's how we justify more time on the water. But honestly, one of the best things that I can do for uh, the people that I serve as, as a pastor is, or that I teach is to get away. And uh, boy, that time in the river really does provide that space to, to think and, and, and just to get your, your emotional, physical, spiritual batteries recharged. I mean, that, it really is a must. So I'll, yeah. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll help hold you accountable to fishing <laughs> more days, even if I have to sacrifice and fish a couple more myself. Yeah. How's that sound? You'll have to sacrifice a couple staff meetings. You know? Yes, that's, that's, you that's right. I think I can do that. Yeah, I think you can oh, too. Oh, man. <laughs> another one from you. Well, here's another one that, that I've thought about, and it's one of those that you don't like to think about or verbalize much, but I want to get in, in better shape. Uh, you know, last summer I had no problem with our eight-mile round trip trek into the Yellowstone uh, River uh, where we, we always hike a ways, and, and I guess that's kind of my benchmark. You know, I came back feeling like, hey, I, you know, I feel good. My workout's uh, paid off. I, uh, I can tell that I'm 57. Well, then I was 56, but you know, I could tell I was 56 and not... 36 or yeah. not 26 uh, but I, I realized too boy this is a, this is the time of life I, I've, I've got to you know I've got to keep in shape uh, the last time I hiked into Mills Lake that's an easy three mile hike in Rocky Mountain National Park I mean three miles up three miles back down I I realized man I, I really need to lose some more weight and work out more and I don't want to take my health for granted I mean I'd I'd love to be that 80-year-old who's still hiking and fishing. And, you know, there's no guarantees how long any of us will live. But, but as I plan this out, I'm, I'm going to try to be more consistent, more deliberate about my uh, my exercise and, and diet. And uh, you know, Fridays, of course, don't count when we record. No, but that's uh, a that's a, what do we call them? Free days. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Free bird days. But I, or I just I'm not sure what they I, but I need to to do more of the the five day and two free days or six days and one free day rather than <laughs> rather than flipping that script. Yeah, right, so, exactly. So, yeah, I, I just, you know, I've been thinking a lot just watching friends that are like, wow, you know, they're 60 and they're starting to retire or some of them are starting to slow down and I think, I don't want to do that. I, you know, I, have, I, I have friends that when they were 40, they looked like they were 60. Yeah. And, and so uh, I, I'm the kind of person that wants to, to work, and so the last thing I'm going to do is retire. 
yeah. uh, and sit and watch Fox News or CNN, right? right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just not going to be me. No. But you're right about keeping in shape. I just had a cousin who died of a heart attack at 59. Oh, wow. Just a massive heart attack. No kidding. And we're like, what? You know, it's just, oh, I remember wow. my, this is, this is going to be a side, a side channel here, but I remember growing up and one night in church and my dad had, was a pastor at the time and it was probably in the early seventies and he and his brother came to church and they brought their electric guitars. One had electric and one had a bass. Well, they're both electric, but, and they played rolling on the river by uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival <laughs> oh, yeah. after church. Oh, and I yeah. was mesmerized. It was like it changed my life. Wow. You know, hearing that rock and roll. And I yeah. remember my parents, mm-hmm. oh, that's sinful. You know, and they were just, <laughs> they couldn't believe that the, the Kessler boys were playing rock and roll, you know. But it, it was like life changing. I yeah. heard the music and I went, oh. I want to hear more oh, of that. Oh, man. Credence. Yeah. Credence what? Clearwater. John Fogarty. Is that the huh? name of the song? Rolling, rolling yeah. on the rolling river? Like yeah, rolling like a yeah. river. Exactly. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. But we digress. Yeah. Okay. We need to keep moving here. Oh, I know. It. How did so, we get on that anyway? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We're, we're talking about health. We were we were trying to change the subject. Yeah. All right. Yeah, what else, Dave? A couple more or one more maybe for each of us. I do need to upgrade my gear. Certainly a, a pair of waders when I was out in Montana this fall. I blew out. Uh, I mean, I had water everywhere. And my my footers had rotted out. My Not my footers. What do you call them? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. No, you messed me up. The footies. Your, your feet. Booties. Yeah, the, the boot. Whatever the, 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 boot the, feet. the neoprene uh, yeah. boots are on. Right. The neoprene, neoprene socks. Feet. Yeah, yeah, the neoprene feet. <laughs> so whatever they are, they rotted out completely. And I remember wow. standing in the in the Madison when it happened. I went, okay, <laughs> yeah, we're done. Yeah, you know. I, right. And so, uh, so I have uh, a waist, a pair of waist waders, which actually for the driftless is all you need. But I need to I need to upgrade, and so I need a new pair of waders. So I've got to do that actually shortly before we go out. Yeah. Again. So that's one. And then I also mentioned the rod. I, I definitely am going to get a 10-foot uh, Euro-nymphing rod, and I need to do that. I, I probably won't do that in the first half of the year. I'll probably do that in the second half of the year. But uh, So those two things are what I need. Yeah. How about you? You know, I, I suppose at the bottom of my list is to hone some skills, and it's, uh, I don't know, maybe it's at the bottom because I, I think, well, uh, you know, the, these are important, but but they're, well, they're skills, and that, that doesn't sound quite as exciting. And maybe because they're little things. I mean, last year I, I paid more attention to just tracking water temperature. I kept a thermometer, you know, kind of st- strapped to my boots and uh, uh, just kind of noted what the temps of the waters, water, the rivers were that we were fishing. And, and, and I worked a little bit on stack mending. I think this year uh, I'd like to get better at the double haul. Uh, just for longer cast. Uh, I just need to take five minutes to learn the infinity loop knot. I know it's a variation of that uh, surgeon's knot, and you've, you've tied that. It's just so quick, and and so I need to do that. I, I think this year, too, I'm going to work more on fly movement with streamers and nymphs. Huh, that's uh, good. Yeah, it's something that we had talked about last fall when we were fishing with our friend, uh, uh, Dave Cumley. In fact, I'm sure I'm. You know, we're going to talk about this again in an upcoming podcast. But you know that movement in the water is so important. And and um, so anyway, th- yeah, I think those are the things that I'm going to work on. I 
I guess that's it. Is there anything else that comes to your mind? I mean, I maybe mine is going to be uh, try not to spend too much on new fly gear. <laughs> Although, you know what? Actually, last year, I didn't make any big purchases. Congratulations, I didn't make Steve. any big purchases, you know, other than, uh, you know, buying flies and, uh, you know, leaders. Yeah. Uh, the fly fishing trip to Montana was a quasi big purchase. <laughs> yeah, that's a big purchase, but I didn't. It's not like I came home with a new rod or no, new waders no. or a, you know, two hundred dollar vest or a one hundred dollar yeah. vest. So, so I'm I'm just kind of setting this up, so e- even though my goal is happens, to spend not it, is exactly. not spend too much. I can say yeah, but I didn't last year, so yeah, I can I, I can justify it. I definitely <laughs> need some gears I just mentioned. I, in back to your honing some skills outside of improving i mean i need to go from a one out of a 10 to a two out of 10 skill level in terms of euro niffing so that's going to take my time but i think the twitching streamers giving more movement which you talked about what i call the dave cumling method i actually was reading gary borger the other day and i realized he actually was talking about that where you read where you actually collect the loop in your left hand and roll it around your oh, yeah. your, mm-hmm. your your hand as you're as you're twitching the streamer. We talked about that in a previous podcast. But I need to I need to learn those. Yeah. I guess when it comes to skills, a lot of them are just subtle. You know, yeah, they are. outside of this Euro niffing thing, which is a big yeah, thing, which is going to take really me a are. while. It's subtle. It's these little things that over time really make a difference. I was just thinking about you putting on a, a temperature, a temp, uh, what'd you call it? A, um, oh yeah, the thermometer. The ther- yeah. Excuse me, a thermometer on your boots. That little thing forces you to start to pay attention to water temp. It does, temp. yeah, it really does. And in the big, mm-hmm. in the small spring creeks and the driftless, that's not as important. But when you're fishing out west and it's in the summertime or it's really warm, yeah. those are important mm-hmm. things to know. Yeah. So anyway, I think that's great does make a difference well it's january but march is coming so take advantage of this time to set some new goals or to make some plans for acquiring new adventures experiences skills and if your budget allows some new gear so we hope you have a terrific year of fly fishing now here's a comment we received from brian he's a fly fishing guide in british columbia and this is our uh, feature on great stuff from our listeners uh, Brian uh, commented on our piece on how to read your strike indicator, and this is what he writes. He says, fly fishing on lakes, I have seen my indicator barely move, and yet there's a nice rainbow uh, taking my midge. When in doubt, strike. It's <laughs> pretty good advice, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, that is it? so good advice. I and mean, that's what you told me to do the one day a couple years ago when we were fishing the gardener in uh, the north part of Yellowstone Park, and I, and, and I wasn't doing a hook set on the slight bumps, and you said, hey, I think those are fish, you, know, you ought to strike. I, oh, yeah, right, so okay, I'll humor Dave, and, and I did that, and whoa, you know, I, I started catching those 18 to 20 inch browns and rainbows that were stacked up in that run. I mean, we fished that for an hour, didn't oh, we? Just my gosh. One after another, but you're right, it was a barely imperceptible uh, strike the indicator barely moved just like brian said so it is so hard to read because the you know it's coming down the the riffles or else it's at the end of the pool and there's just movement yeah. on that indicator mm-hmm. so the the subtlety of a strike is often 
imperceptible. That's right. Yeah, it's not like a bobber where you know, you're yeah. fishing a worm. And, exactly. Uh, <laughs> not that we've ever done no, that. No, never have done that because we're purists <laughs> yeah, of, of, the, of the highest <laughs> stripe. Oh, man, that's true. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's enough for today, yes, would is. you say? We've talked about ourselves all day. <laughs> oh, good night. All I'd right. I'd love to talk more about my yeah. goals. <laughs> okay. Thank you for asking. Well, how about you as <laughs> listeners tell us some of your goals? Hey, what are your goals for a new year of fly fishing? Uh, we would love to have you share them with us by commenting on this podcast link at twoguysinariver.com. What new adventures, experiences, or skills are you looking forward to this year? And thank you, as you have so many times, referring our podcast uh, to your TU chapter, Fly Fishing Club, your friends. Uh, just forward all the links or just alert people to the podcast. That's how we grow. We're grateful for your trust. We'd also love to hear your ideas for podcast episodes. In fact, uh, we've got a couple coming up that had our direct topics that came from our, our listeners. So uh, they're very, very helpful. So be sure to do that. Just reach out to us on Instant Messenger or Instagram or whatever, Twitter, or even email Steve Dave at twoguysinariver.com. One more thing, if you haven't yet purchased our book, The Fly Fisher's Book of Lists, Life is Short, Catch More Fish, you can find that on Amazon. Well, thanks again for listening. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. Until next time, we are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing. <laughs>